Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Craigslist and if it is still relevant. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. Doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county, or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Damn, Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. I, and I hate up? to say this count this week again, but Rona's still here. <laughs> <laughs> the corona is still here, but I we saw some good news. Like right before we got ready to record this, which is really, really interesting. The the rollout phasing of opening of back of Texas. Yeah, I also I'm gonna be honest about that. It's not as much as I thought it was going to be. All I need is a little baby. I <laughs> you just need a little bit. I just need. I just I need. Thought, to, I need to get a restaurant open. I need well, to get that's on the, not I need, on there. I need though. to get on the BMX track. The restaurant is not on there, and that's what I was expecting to see. I thought that they would say like, "Well, I don't think they laid out all the executive orders in the article we read. Just some of them, because oh, there's like 25, and we only read like six. But you would think that restaurants opening with like limited capacity would be a would yeah. be on there, but it wasn't, and um, that one kind of bothered me. But I guess the other stuff's cool, like retail to go if you need something from. Academy, know, Academy, wherever you go, Dillard's, whatever else you do, they'll bring it out to you now. I need some new shirts to do my Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah, I read in a there's a town that the the police having to remind the public to wear pants outside to I go. Saw get that the, too. I said, "Are you kidding me? Like, is what if I don't want to wear pants? I mean, that's your world, I guess. You I mean, don't, you I, don't have to. I'm not going to if I don't want to <laughs> wear pants to go get my mail. By the time it's you America. walk, by the time you walk out with no pants on to get your mail and walk back in, the cops will not be there. So then it's just your word against your crazy neighbor who's been trapped in their house for so long of seeing things. Yep. Right? It's not. I think that's that's implausible deniability right there. Absolutely, I like it. I like it. And bigger news though, and it, it is Monday, and this happened Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. and I want to talk about it a little bit is okay. how un classy and tasteful Grant Cardone got over uh, the past week. With his April Fool's hoax that was after April Fool's? Yeah, April Fool's. If you can see him, we're doing air quotes. I still don't trust the guy. I, <laughs> I'm not invested with him, so I really can talk from a third party. You know, yeah. I don't invest with him. I wouldn't invest with him. I've never bought anything, but he just comes across sleazy and cheesy and <laughs> I don't know. It's very poor taste that, you know, our friend Kyle Stanley, he has been really upset because Grant stopped all payments to, to his investors, to his investors uh-huh. which he was paying a crap return anyway. Yeah. But then the thing that, you know, bothers me as a as someone who does real estate education is that and, you know, we teach people and we have people's money and whatever, you know, whatever it is. He went and did a supposed April Fool's joke where he told the whole world he was going bankrupt. And he lost all his real estate and he lost his jet. He was he losing he was losing everything and trying to stay out of prison as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I just kind of put myself in like a, someone who has invested money with him and know that they had just recently been told they can't get their payments, which that's not an April Fool's joke. He definitely stopped payments. Yeah. And he laid off 80 out of his 180 employees. Yeah. Uh, I Man, I thought it was an extremely poor taste. Yeah. I, I So I get it. He, he So I get it from the point of view that he wanted to break through 
the current topics and trends. And from a marketing standpoint, an online marketing standpoint, he did just that. Like he got to a point, it's 26,000% more searches on his name than ever. Like it's the hottest name it's been trend. It's the hottest time his name has ever trended since 2004. Yeah. But I think at least the majority of those people are going, what a clown. Why would we ever put money with someone who does this kind of thing anyway? So I'm going to, I'm going to play the devil's advocate. There's no such thing as bad publicity in marketing. That I mean, I think I think there is that true. But right. it, you, but his brand is built on the trust that I'm going to give you money, you're going to give me a return. Yeah, and that you know what you're talking about and selling stuff. So does it hurt the value of his brand overall? I mean, time will tell. But I, I'm I'm of the mindset you. I, I'm I'm following your train of thought, and I believe like you do. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of. If I gave a guy 1.5 billion and he gets on a in a public forum and he's like, shit, we're losing everything. I'm just trying to stay out of prison now. Yeah. And he looked disheveled. He he played a good job acting. I mean, he, he did it. It must be going to acting school too. It would it would cause me to to it opens the door for scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And so when you see people that are in the know of his stuff, they start going through and looking at his books. Well, is he over leveraged? Mm-hmm. Did this market correction? If he has taken loans out at eighty five cents on a dollar on these apartments, and Corona took a twenty percent hit. Now you're upside down on an interest only note. Is is it going to rebound enough in the time that you have left on an interest only note? To where you can sell the property and make a profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't want to go on. I don't want this whole show to be about that. But I don't know, man. I know there's a bunch of people, a lot of people out there who love Grant and they have their money invested with him. And I, man, I, I could think just think of someone in his position, as well known as him, as big a presence as he has. That was that was pretty stupid. <laughs> I'll let you go with stupid. I like the word. <laughs> so, but it, it, in the in the spirit of online marketing today, you want to talk everything's Craigslist, and you know. The question came to us, is Craigslist still relevant as a form of marketing for land? And in all honesty, Craigslist, I haven't used in a while just because my business model doesn't fit that. Not because I wouldn't, I just don't. Yeah. And I, I think that would be a better topic for you, you to kind of give us your opinion on Mr. Southie. Yeah, I've said it, you know, a hundred times that almost all of my sales come from Craigslist. And mm-hmm. I actually get this question all the time and, and I don't really understand it. You know, I get this is Craigslist still relevant question quite mm-hmm. a bit. And man, I just can't think of a reason why it wouldn't be, yep. you know, as a, it's an extremely cheap way to market. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's free if you're doing it yourself Yeah, and you can get it outsourced. Um, if you want to, I've seen people that charge 30, 40 cents. Someone just texted me from overseas the other day. It was a, it was a weird number. It was just like, Hey, I want to let you know I do Craigslist postings. Mm-hmm. This is, I charge 60 cents a post and, um, you know, do everything, right? Yeah. I, I pay a dollar. I know it's a little bit more expensive, but I like my guy, and we communicate well. Yeah. And it's just an expense I have. And uh, he posts 10 ads a day. I pay 200 bucks a month, right? That's nothing when it comes to marketing. There's people who get one property or two or three on lands that pay more than that. Yeah, I mean, my, my land account just went up, and I, since I've been a part of an old my old legacy account, it's it's up to 275 a month now. But you can, like I have, so I have 10 listings for that. But most people pay that. They do 300, it's 350 bucks for that. So, I mean, yeah. when you look at what the marketing costs are, you know, you look at your land moto, it's what, 400 bucks a year, 495 a year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And people ask all the time too, like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And so this may be a good time to just kind of walk through that. I'm not okay. going to get super detailed, but I'm not doing anything that involves rocket scientists. You know, <laughs> it's, there's no like deep thought, deep thinking here. It's just that it's consistent. Okay. And so... Let's just give a brief overview, right? Let's say I have a property mm-hmm. in, uh, I don't know, let's call it, I don't know, Colorado somewhere. Let's just say Costilla, Colorado. That's I, a favorite I, county for yeah. a lot of people. I okay. don't have property there, but we'll just say, let's say we do. First thing I do is uh, I pick 10 of the closest uh, cities on Craigslist 
so that I can post okay. in it. Some of them are big, some are small, right? I like the small ones because they don't turn as fast. You know what I mean by turn? You're, when you first place your ad, you're at the top of the list, mm-hmm. and it slowly moves down. Yeah. Right? And some of the smaller cities on Craigslist, it takes a while to move down. Yeah. On the bigger ones, let's say like a Denver, a Dallas, a LA, you can start at the top of the page at, I don't know, 12.05, and by 12.30, be at the very bottom or on page <laughs> two, right? Yeah. And so I pick 10 of those, and then I write 10 headlines, mm-hmm. and they're... You know, I try to make them catchy, like, uh, oh, let's say, um, last one of the inventory, my loss, your gain, mm-hmm. or, you know, selling at dirt cheap, or just whatever. Get creative, right? I got <laughs> dirt, 10 of, dirt cheap prices. Yeah, I, got, I got 10 of them. And then I write an ad, and my ad is very short. It's just a brief summary, but I always include, let's say it's in Costilla County. I would put property location, Costilla County, or I would put property near... Costilla, or I would put something, just something that's a roundabout of where it's at. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't identify it to the exact point, but gives you a, a general area so somebody calling knows where they're trying to buy. That's right. Because if you post, because sometimes the one of those 10 cities that you post will be New Mexico or something, right? And so the people think the property's in New, New Mexico. Mexico. So I always like to put where the actual property is. And then uh, I always put a term in there too, like you could like a owner will accept financing X amount of dollars down X a month for this term. And I try to give three options. Sometimes I'll put option a this much down this much a month, this many years. And I'll give three of those. Okay. And I've experimented with long ads, super long ads that tell the everything they'll need to know. And that doesn't give anyone a reason to call you. Yeah. I've done super short ads, like super short ads that just say, I need to sell my land. I'll owner finance it. Give me a call. You'll get a lot of calls that way or a lot of emails, but they're just tire kickers a lot. Okay. I have found this medium sized ad is very good and it's, there's enough to get them thinking like with my initial summary, mm-hmm. there's enough to allow them to dream. Mm-hmm. And then it tells them where it's at and how much I'm willing to accept in payments. Okay. I, for me have found that that is the sweet spot. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so they're not going to reach out to you and be like, Hey, uh, do you, will you do a hundred a month and you got two Oh five a month at this many months and two seventy five at this many months. Yeah. Yeah. And so, all I do is I turn it over to my Craigslist guy. He switches up the headlines. The same ad goes in every time, but he may cut it up a little bit shorter or maybe add like a little bit longer, but they're basically the exact same ad every time. Different headlines in different cities, 10 times a day, and we just consistently do it. We don't stop. And over time, what happens is you'll have enough ads out there that people just start calling or emailing it. And I'm not saying I get 20, 30, 40, 50 leads a day, but it is consistent leads every single, if not every day, it's every week. And it, I definitely get almost, I'd say 90% of my terms deal sell from Craigslist. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so I think the, the common thing is, well, why can't I put it on Facebook and I can see the people and you, like Facebook, you've got a little bit more, well, you can tell like the views and things like that. So that's what people compare it to. What's my free resources? You got mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist if you're doing it by yourself. Uh, you pay somebody to do it. So there's a cost for like a VA would be if they're listing in all your Facebook ads. So I, yeah. I, and I, you can do both, right? Yeah. Absolutely. You can absolutely do both. And, if you're looking for ways to sell, I don't know why you wouldn't do both. And if you got plenty of time in your hands, do it yourself. But a Craigslist BA can also be an FB, a Facebook BA. One of the things I like about that is, so there's courses out there that people talk about, you know, Craigslist. I don't call, I think it's called Craigslist domination or how to sell on Craigslist or yeah, where they set up all the VPNs for you and show you how to do all that and the proxies and things like that. The good thing about using a Craigslist poster, he has all that for you. It's turnkey. Mm-hmm. You just, mm-hmm. like you said, you wrote the article or you wrote the, the headline, the small ad, and said, hey, man, here, here's my new 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a new property. Here's a new 10. Get them going. And he's like, okay, cool. It's a buck per thing, mm-hmm. and you do 10 of them a day, 
five days a week. So you've got 50 bucks a week going to him. Yeah. And it's just a cost I eat. It's just like you would pay 200, 250, 350, whatever it is for lands. That's just mm-hmm. my 200 for Craigslist. Yep. No, I, I budget that. I have a little bit of budget for Craigslist if I use that Facebook Marketplace, uh, Boosted Post, eBay, lands. Mm-hmm. So all po- fall into the marketing category. Yeah. So anyway, with all that said, I think it's a, just a really long way around to say, yeah, it's still relevant. And mm-hmm. if you've got the time, you want to do it yourself, it's free. So why wouldn't you be doing it? And if you don't and you want to outsource, it's really cheap. So make it part of your uh, strategy. Be everywhere. Get things sold. Yeah. I think a lot of people forget to be everywhere. Well, it's been a long time since we said be everywhere. Yep. Well, cool. I like it, man. What else is going on today for you? Uh, you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's... Not much else today, yeah. Okay. How about you? Anything? Nothing. Just you know, my wife called while we were getting ready to record for our first interview today, and I, you know, she was crying about the kids not getting to go to school, you know, and I, I kind of, I don't want to say I'm glad because I'm sure I want them to go to school, but you know, this whole this whole stay at home thing has brought like a a new dimension to a lot of families. You know what you what you're forced to. You're you're tired of Netflix now, right? You're not watching Netflix if you got kids and stuff. So I mean, I'm seeing people in the neighborhood, families. They're walking two and three days, uh, two and three times a day with their family. I was looking at myself on the camera, and I look like extremely tan just from being outside playing with the kids. We played soccer, baseball last night. Day before, we shot bow and arrows. You know, we swang, we rode our bikes, we've done foot races. You know, all these fun things that were before technology took over our life. But we're starting to see ourselves make time for that. So I, I, I hope that people listening are taking those times and and trying to you know, get reconnected in that family or your neighborhood and what that looks like. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of people outside too. I've seen a lot of stray animals run through my yard as well. I've, every time I see it too, I, I try and jump up and run out. I've, <laughs> I've yet to catch one, you know, and rescue it, but you're going to rescue a new animal. <laughs> I don't want to keep it. You know, okay. I, I just want to get it back to its owner. Cause uh, I think how upset I'd be, you know, you're, you're looking for the single chick that walks that dog around here, aren't you? I mean, I wouldn't be mad to meet a, meet a single chick that walks her dog around the neighborhood. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with no. that. I drove into your neighborhood one day. There was a girl on a bike that she had a nice tan. She, I was like, wow, I need to introduce her to Adam. Hey, follow me over here to my buddy's house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, way to bring that story up now without actually following through. Well, I mean, I saw her on mm, the window, so nah, it was funny. Nah, nah, when nah. I came in, she was on Winscott, and I was like, oh, then when I was leaving, she was coming in your street, but she had two helmets. Like, she had one on her bike and, like, one on her head, and I was like, well, who rides a bike with two helmets? Yeah. So probably too good for you, girl. <laughs> too, that, too, <laughs> too not good, right? There's no, no such too, thing. Too right? young, probably. <laughs> if she's required to wear a helmet on a bike in the neighborhood, uh, she might be too young for you, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pembroke has that law; <laughs> they yeah. have to wear a helmet till they're sixteen. Yeah. I was say like, goody good. Like, yeah, we don't wear we don't we don't wear helmets around here. We're, yeah, that's what I mean, goody wear, good. Yeah, we're daredevils. Daredevils. Yeah, cool, man. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up for today. Get these people out there. Get their week started strong. All right. Well, let's go then. Uh, it's Monday, but um, make sure you tune in Wednesday because we've got a great interview with Mike Marshall. He's a expert at uh, urban infill lots, and he's got some good things that he shares with us. So it's going to be a really good episode. In the meantime, go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like, a follow, subscribe. And then, as always, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Wednesday. See you Wednesday, guys.